Modern Parable. When ideas like this one in the post are presented, a good friend of mine calls them modern parables. I love that idea. Thanks for reading, dear ones. I hope that you might be encouraged with this attempt at a modern parable. Since I, this idea is too long for just one post, stay tuned for more to come in the following weeks with this. Supposed to work and actual working are often not the same thing, unfortunately. Most any farmer or gardener knows well that he can only influence soil fertility, disease and insect or animal pressure, and seed quality without any hope of even trying to influence, much less control the weather. If it, even one of these variables is awry, crop productivity and thus harvest declines. Worse yet, in many instances, even one less than ideal variable can negatively influence one or more other variables and compound the decline in both quality and quantity of crop productivity. And when your entire paycheck is dependent on what comes from your garden, field, orchard, barn, stable, or vineyard, every dollar or plateful not gained at harvest is a dollar or plateful not available to feed your family, your animals, or yourself. Talk about trusting God as your only source of hope for this life and the next. Habakkuk captured this idea in chapter 3, verses 17 of Habakkuk. Even if the fig tree does not bloom and the vines have no grapes, even if the olive tree fails to produce and the fields yield no food, even if the sheep pen is empty and the stalls have no cattle, even then I will be happy with the Lord. I will truly find joy in God, the God who saves me. The even if or even then worst case scenario of empty fields, barns, and vineyards was a very real possibility with the Israelites then and for many today, be they farmers or not. Empty barns, fields, vines, bank accounts, pantries, wombs, other side of the bed, days of pain, email or voice box, voicemail boxes, or hours can rob one from a harvest of joy meant to satisfy her soul. Joy can't be duplicated or replaced. It can only be planted, cultivated, harvested from the fertile soil of an even-if faith. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel 3.17 also had this even-if faith when confronted by Nebuchadnezzar. The God whom we serve is able to save us from the blazing furnace and from your power, then he will. But even if he doesn't, your majesty, may be sure that we will not worship your God and we will not bow down to the gold statue that you've set up. That's the kind of faith that this soil scientist yearns for. A solid and unyielding foundational faith, an even if faith in the face of certain kind of death from famine or furnace. As a Christ follower, I'm supposed to have this kind of faith, even if and all of, in spite of what happens. But in reality, all too many times fear wins in the all-consuming mindset of the what-ifs. What if I lose my husband, children, job, home, freedom, or blank, and I'm left empty? Or what if this doesn't happen and my dreams, hopes, or desires are left empty? What if worries demand my attention and sour my stomach and stress, while even if acceptance gives release, rest, and hope? The constant exchanges of what-if doubts for even-if trust cultivates that deep-rooted faith of John 15. Only a deep-rooted faith holds firm against stormy fears of failing finances, health, relationships, freedoms, or whatever the TV, internet, or email is hurling at me. Fear's constant onslaught constantly tries to overshadow the seeds of faith and decrease their potential harvest of joy and courage. 
I wish I was that Proverbs 31 woman who laughs at the time to come because she knows deep in the soil of her soul that only God is and will always be enough for whatever the future holds. Deep-rooted faith grows strong in the good ground of a life set aside unto Christ. For the life set aside unto Christ is a life that is continually being restored by resting in His provision, peace, and power. The principle of finding rest and restoration in God's provision can also be seen in soil science. Set-aside land or fallow ground was supposed to be a regular farming practice in Jesus' day for one year and every seven years as commanded in Scripture. For when ground is allowed to fallow or be set aside, it has a Sabbath rest for the natural renewal and restoration of depleted organic matter, water, earthworm and microbial populations, soil particle aggregation, and nutrients. Similarly, poor people in Israel would also be restored in food and in hope as they alone could harvest that grain or fruit which sprang up from the fallow ground as prompted only by Creator God. Creator God's prompting of fruit to be born in my life from the work of the Holy Spirit, Scripture, or others who seek Him faithfully is constant, even if I don't always hear it, much less welcome it the first, second, or third time around. These what-if paths of worry and doubt are well-traveled, unfortunately. Worse yet, there are other well-trodden paths of other sin in the soil of my soul that are good for only serving up seeds to the birds always trying to nest in my hair. Yes, my sin is to blame for a good measure of these hard paths in the soil of my soul, but not for all of them. Come back next week to the blog for the continuation of this modern parable, this idea. There's a lot more good ground to dig into here. Yes, that pun was fully intended. As ever, thank you for your support of this soil scientist who dearly loves Jesus and his people in every particle of her soul. If you enjoyed this post, stay tuned for the release of Good Ground Volume 2 coming soon to most online book distributors, including Amazon, Walmart, and Barnes and & Noble. The first chapter of Good Ground Volume 2 is where all parts of this modern parable can be found. Far more importantly, you can find the direct reference for this idea in the parable of the seed, soil, and the sower in Matthew chapter 13. Trust me. The original parable there in Matthew chapter 13 is definitely worth reading over and again, along with all parts of the Bible, of course. And Good Ground Volume 1 is now on sale on Amazon. A great purchase for you and for many on your Christmas list. Reading is always the right fit and never goes out of style. Coming soon, again, Good Ground Volume 2 from where this excerpt was taken. Stay tuned for the other parts of this modern parable to come. As always, thank you for listening.